this is now that I'm recording, I'm gonna say this is podcast eight because we have like a thousand podcasts. We get to mash them up. No, I just switched those. You did? Yeah. Oh, dang it. I'll just put it in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I'll just lie in the middle of the floor. It's okay. Just put Gollum right in the feet. <laughs> I get to be on the sofa right now? I don't like the seat. You don't you're, like you're it? In, you're no. in, you're I'm in the, the hard seat. But like, That's what she said. Oh, dude, you can't start the podcast <laughs> off like that. I'm the host now, motherfucker. <laughs> we could start off every podcast just you saying that's what she said. Like, don't. <laughs> and we could do that. We could just laugh. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just be like, that's what she said. And we'll be like, ha, 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 ha. I still like the pineapple. Do you want to launch into the pineapple joke? No, it's okay. Maybe another time. It's Maybe, yeah. The moment's gone. Yeah. Okay. It has to be natural. Okay. Like I like my with it. Perfect. All right, there let's you go. go. Uh, all right, so the topic today would be. Well, you gotta welcome our. Hi, audience. welcome to Team GPT podcast. I'm a guy. These are other guys. Just guys being dudes. Just man. guys being dude guys. Yeah. Uh, the topic today uh, we were talking about long-term plans. Uh, as an athlete and uh, as a coach. So setting how long in advance you would um, plan out a program as a coach, how long in advance you're thinking as an athlete. Uh, so I guess we can just start off saying, uh, as a coach for you, if someone's beginner coming to you, um, how long would you typically make a plan in advance? Like, is there an end goal that you start off with? Um, I'm terrified by this question right <laughs> off the bat. All right. Because um, this, could, this could be such a long thing. Um, there are That's books. There are entire said. books about this. Yeah. Um, if someone walked in the door day one says, I want a power lift, minimum 12 weeks. Um, as a coach. As a coach. <laughs> but as, as a gym owner, you're like, Show up next day. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I think. Uh, I mean, if they've never if they've never competed, absolutely twelve weeks. Uh, that that should be enough time that we can at least know the rules, know uh, learn the lifts well enough to be able you know uh, to execute them to standards, uh, and 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 do better than where they're at now. Um, someone who's been training before and has some background in it, maybe six weeks. Um, but I, I mean, less than that, I think would be, I mean, yeah, you could do it. You literally could do one tomorrow, but that would not be effective. Um, well, if someone walked in, you'd want to figure out if you had no clue of their background, you'd want to, I would say at least, I'd say at least 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah. I want to see how they move. I want to see how they squat, bench, and deadlift. If they know how to squat, bench, and deadlift, 
Um, if they do, if they've done it before, like how, what were their numbers like? Where are they now? Um, and try to get an idea of where we can be. Uh, the problem is with a beginner in 12 weeks, they can add a lot to their total because their total might be nothing. Um, so the goal can change instantly. It, yeah, it, I, I think setting a long-term plan for the beginner uh, is very different because you're setting a plan of learning the lifts and getting better at the lifts and understanding how you move with all the lifts and then competing and then get built, you know, having your first total and then having another 12 to 18 week block and beating that total. So I think that's, it's a very different mindset. Um, but how common is that? Cause at least for me, when I first came to the gym, I had some powerlifting knowledge because my friends were doing it before me and they told me some things and it wasn't until I was like, I really want to get better at this that I went to go seek out a coach versus someone who has no experience at all with like weightlifting mm -hmm. or powerlifting. It was just like, I want to get into this. Mm. I mean, I would say it's rare. Um, I've only, I've, I've had a couple people that have walked in and been like, I'm interested in lifting weights. I've never done it. Um, but you want to start them off as powerlifters and be like, no, I mean, like, I mean, it, and to me, you're not a powerlifter until you do your first meet anyway. Um, so in that regard, like, you know, I'm teaching them the lifts um, and depending on where they're at and their movement capabilities and their strength levels and everything, when I say teaching the lifts, like we might be goblet squatting, uh, we might be doing trap bar deadlift, we might be doing dumbbell bench press. Uh, they might not be ready for the full movements. Um, and the thing is by wanting to powerlift, like I said, you have to compete that, you have to complete the lifts to, to a standard and not everyone's ready to squat below parallel or deadlift from the floor or bench press to their chest. So it might take even more work to get them physically ready for those movements without causing an injury. Um, so like I said, I would say minimum 12 weeks, but that doesn't mean everyone's ready in 12. Um, but you're right, like most people are gonna come in with some background already. Yeah. Um, it won't be completely foreign, so that's a little bit different where I think, like I said, they can maybe be ready in six weeks, but I, th you know, you still have to learn to lift to the standards of the, of the Federation and um, just yeah, be ready for the lit, for the meet. Yeah. I think, I mean, we can approach this from like any standpoint. It could be, uh, just, I mean, the goal can change on any day. Yeah. Um, I think a good plan once you've kind of assessed the person is, you know, setting a lot, like a somewhat of a long-term goal, having something in mind so you could build to something. But again, that could change on any minute. Um, I guess, so I can ask you as like an athlete, like, do you have long-term goals? How do those long-term goals affect training right now? You know, do those ever affect you just walking into the gym, like your mindset? Uh, yes and no. Uh, Long-term for me would be trying to be ready for <coughs> like the main meet or mm -hmm. regionals. Um, and there are days where I feel like it's just so far away that my training is just like, you know, I'm not gonna take it as seriously as like, if it was like two months out, mm -hmm. right? I'm just sort of like into like kind of maintain versus 
uh, trying to like peak or something. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, as an athlete, I'm thinking long term, but nowhere near to the same degree as a coach. I'm just here because A, I love the sport, and B, I know that in some way, shape, or form, me being here is gonna propel me to be better later on. Okay. So my, I don't like, this, this is just for me. I know a lot of other people are like, I wanna be here. We have the whole goal board where people are like, oh, I want these numbers in a year. Uh, as, as for me, it's just sort of like, I'm more concerned about the consistency. Mm. Um, my long-term goals is to be able to do this for a while. Right. Um, have longevity in the sport and just longevity in life. Right. You know, powerlifting might be something I'm doing for another 10 years maybe, right? But as other responsibilities come around, it's like I want to be able to just weightlift or just stay in shape. Right. And I feel like that's more the long-term goal I have for myself versus the powerlifting or making a career out of it. Because some people, that's their long-term goal. It's like, oh, I want to be so good that I get sponsored. Right. I think that, like, kind of skews the trajectory. Tra trajectory. Yes, good way. That's also where we're doing well on words. Yeah. Uh, I think that can kind of skew someone's path. That's yeah. a better word. Um, well, I think, it, like, I mean, you mentioned the goal board. I'm, I'm literally looking at people's goals right now. Just, I was just trying to think about it. And some of them... A lot of bullshit. Uh, some of them are, are short-term goals. Um, I can see up here, you know, some people that are maybe, you know, maybe 10 pounds away from their, their goal on a deadlift right now or a squat. Like, and that's, to me, I would think of, you know, a 10-pound gain for someone who's still not advanced as, like a, as a relatively short-term goal. On the other hand, there are some numbers up here that, in my mind, it's a long-term goal. Uh, the thing that worries me is that the people that are writing them think it's a short-term goal. Yeah. So that changes the mindset too of, if I look at that and be like, wow, that, that's gonna take a year, and you think it's gonna take 12 weeks, then- yeah, time uh, to, like you said, longevity might- Then yeah. we're not on the same page, we gotta fix that. Um, I mean, that's kind of like my, so, the one achievable goal on there for me is to curl 1,000 pounds. Yeah. But, like, so I don't have my goals, like, long-term goals up there. Uh, that's, like, I want to make the Arnold one day. I want to be, you know, I want to make prime time at nationals. I want to be the best I can fucking be at this sport. Yeah. And that might take years, but going back to, like, the longevity thing, like, maybe I should start with, being healthy and having some longevity so I can get there. Yeah. But that, I mean, there's so many different approaches as to how you would get to the goals. Like, how is Gary realistically gonna get his head out of his ass? Is that gonna be a long-term goal or a short-term goal? I think that, I think that what's cool about this is we have no fucking clue their timetable. So like, yeah. that probably means something to them that's different than what we see. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, we, I think we're getting a little off the top of long term, but, like, with the goal thing, I mean, you've got some coaches that will tell you, put your goals out there because it, ha it gives you something to, to hold yourself to because, like, we can look up at this board and see everyone's goal. Yeah. And some of these, like, I just, I, like, I just caught Aaron's goals. 530 <coughs> squat, 370 bench, 630 deadlift. 
Uh, Aaron just squatted 518 at nationals. Um, so he's not, that's 12 pounds off. His, he just benched 363, it's only seven pounds off. That's not, that's not a crazy goal. Uh, but I think he also understands that, you know, now we're not in a peaking cycle. So he's not going to hit those numbers for a while anyway, because um, we we're going to try to build some more strength. Uh, where I'm trying to see if there's anyone that's got like a really, like a, like a big goal. Well, Matt Baxter said he wants to reach the ultimate limit of physics. Yeah, like that might take some time. I um, think so. I think it's close. Um, <laughs> Actually, I mean, like looking at most of these, I think most of these are probably relatively short-term goals. Yeah. Uh, which is probably a good thing, and keep some of those long-term goals in in your pocket. So, like when you hit these, there's always a stepping stone to the next one. Mm -hmm. um, I really like. Um, I like the idea of putting out your small goals and trying to chip away at them. I also, um, the quote from Chip Kelly, the football coach, that we, he said, uh, win the day. Yeah. So like where you were saying, like trying to maintain on a daily basis, I think every day there should, there's like that little goal that you can get. And that little goal might be, it might be getting to the gym. Yeah. Um, or it might be, you know, it's a heavy day and I'm telling you to, to work up on doubles and you're, you are like, okay, I'm going to try to go above the number that you gave me, or it might be a volume day and you're trying to get the volume in a, in a quicker way. So the density of the workout goes up. So you're still, it's something you haven't done before. So there's, there's always little things that you can work at and every little thing will chip away at each slightly bigger thing, which will chip away at these goals, which will then chip away your big goals. Um, so what you're saying is balance is good. Balance. Yeah, like I think people get too caught up in, especially in lifting, because it's just easy in um, certain numbers. Yeah. Uh, I talked about the meet that we I just judged last weekend, where unfortunately we had a lot <coughs> of women at that meet that were really chasing that 300-pound deadlift, so they were going for 137.5 kilos, 303 on the bar. And I think like six women in a row missed. Um, where if they, I'm not saying they would have gotten 135 keys, like 297, but they might've, but the thought of, I want to get 303. And then later on in the day, when the guys went, a lot of the guys kept going 227, which is 501. Yeah. And if they went 496, maybe they would have gotten it and they could have played the long term of like, okay, I've got another meet. I'll get 501 next time. Or maybe I'll get 507 cause I'm even, I'm even ahead, but they were all shooting for 501 and we had a lot of guys miss and, uh, you know, they, so they didn't have the performance they wanted to do, and now the next time they're out, are they going to shoot for 501 again? Or are they going to go to a heavier number? Uh, that's tough. To try to pull it back to, like, the long-term planning, um, I think depending on the level of the lifter. So before we started recording, I was saying, like, how a lot of you guys just came back from nationals. So I'm immediately thinking on a year basis. Everyone that came back from nationals, where are we going to be next year? So when we go to nationals again, how much of a PR can we set going in one year? And I know that most of you are going to do at least the May meet in between, if not more meets. Um, and there's a lot of steps between where I want you to be now and where I want you to be for next nationals. But I'm thinking ahead to nationals at least, so at least one year. Mm -hmm. um, I know Eva last year after nationals, um, I put a note on my phone and just showed it to her. And, and she's like, that's crazy. I was like, that's, that's your three-year goal. Um, 
Well, those are, they're, they're and good like, to have. I mean, it's, it, it shouldn't be driving right. you completely. Like, in that moment, she might have thought, like, fuck, that's, like, tomorrow. Like, that's, yeah, that number to hit that. Yeah, like, so I said, that was a three-year goal that I think, like, I think is very doable. Um, but sometimes it's hard to conceptualize, like, man, three years. Like, because you don't know what's going to happen in three years. Yeah. Like, and that's why you said the goals can always be changing because – Said I can see your goal up there. Your bench goal up there was 300. Yeah. You hit 315 the other night. Which is something I thought I would never be able to do. Like if you asked me, like last year, right? Where do you think you'd be bench? I'd be like 275 max. Like so to bench 315 to be squatting over 500 is something that I wouldn't, I would like wouldn't ever conceive. But which is first when I first started working out. Yeah. Right. I was scared to go 315. Right. Because no one would spot me. I was like, if I, if I, if I hit the bottom, I'm going to crack it up. Right? I'm stuck in the Smith machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's cool about, I mean, that's why I like it about the sport. It's super accessible and, I mean, not, I mean, it's accessible to everybody, but, like, you might be able to reach goals where, like, you might not be able to make the NFL if you start playing football, but you might be able to squat under one day. And that's yeah. cool because, like, goals are actually somewhat achievable if you have a long-term goal at least in this sport and you are consistent and just follow sound principles of training and you kind of just stick to it you can do a lot of really impressive things i think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of our national champions for usa powerlifting are um older it's like over 30 Um, yeah like i mean We've got uh, we had a couple masters or very close to master age lifters that won the open, yep. um, and that's common around the world too. I think everyone expects, oh, like twenty five years old, you're going to be, you know, peaking. And a lot of these people are not, you know, are well into their forties, um, or you get someone like Dave Ricks and Tony Harris, mm-hmm. who, sorry guys, are like fifty seven, fifty eight. And are winning the Open. Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that are like winning nationals or very close to it and going to worlds and beating their counterparts that are 23 years old. Yeah. And you think like in, you know, an athletic, like in an athletic endeavor, the 23-year-old should be killing the 58-year-old. But the 58-year-old being, being at it for 35 years and just being consistent and chipping away and having – I'm sure, like, you know, a short-term goal here, a short-term goal here, but it sounds like nothing. But if you add, you know, two and a half kilos to your squat, so five and a half pounds every 12 weeks, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm only up 10 kilos. I'm like, yeah, but in five years, you're up 50 kilos. Yeah. You know, well, now, you're up, now you're up 110 pounds. And if you do this for 10 years, <clears> you're <throat> 220 pounds. Now your squat is literally up 220 pounds where in that 12-week block, you only went up five pounds. Like you just said, squatting over 500. Like, you know, if you're squatting five now and in 12 weeks you're squatting 505, a lot of people find it to be a failure where if you then can squat 510, 515, 520, 525, and you keep going down the line, like I said, 10 years from now, you're squatting 720. Now, I get that that's probably not going to happen, but if you can keep chipping away at that, which set, I mean, that's 720 pounds. Like, yeah. Or even like some sometimes you you might have a year where like the whole year you might only add five pounds, but then the next year you add more, or the year before you added fifty instead of twenty. 
you, you have to have that long-term number in mind, but still chip away at it and have that understanding that five pounds now is, is worth a lot more later and you don't have to make the plate jumps um, or you have to hit these milestone numbers. Like th they'll get there if you keep training. Um, and for some people at the higher levels, um, I'm, we're talking even longer. Uh, we've got some younger athletes that are putting up some pretty serious numbers right now. Um, and I know that they're going to want to hit numbers very quickly. And some of them, they've, I mean, they've told me some of their numbers, and I hope we can get there in that time frame. But if not, like, I hope they understand that it, it's still there. Yeah. Um, you know, and in four years, if they can keep chipping away because they are young, that in four years. We can be well past that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm thinking, you know, I look at it as I see some of these numbers on the board, and I'm like, in four years, these are going to be nothing. Um, we were actually talking, I'm going to use Eva again. Um, I have a picture of the, of the PR board from where we started in my parents' garage. And uh, Eva had the record for women's weight, for women, like we had three women. Uh, but this was four and a half years ago. And I'm um, sorry that I'm putting out your low numbers, Eva, but like she, she squatted like 176, I think, in, in like when we were in the garage. It might not have been that much. It might have been less than that. She benched 95 and deadlifted, I think it was like 230. I think it was a 230 deadlift. So like a lot of people know Eva as, as, <coughs> as for deadlift. And like so four years ago, she deadlifted 230. People do that. Like, oh. she's pulled 430 with room in the tank. Yeah. Like, and again, that w that's a four-year span. And I know a lot of people say, well, like, yeah, but, you know, she went from 230 to 315 in, like, a year and a half. And then she went from 315 to, like, 365 when she switched to sumo in a day. But, like, over four years, she added 200 pounds to her deadlift. And I know, it, you know, that as progression has slowed, like, it, it's tougher to be like, oh, I'm only going up five pounds this year 15 pounds this year or whatever, but like, it's still going. But that's what like, especially with strength sports where there's a very obvious measure of improvement. Like in basketball, like you're accomplishing a change. A lot of things could change. Like you could be hitting more baskets throughout your career, but like you could have down, like there's a, there's a definite path of improvement that is very visible. Mm -hmm and people lose sight of that because they just keep getting reminded of it, like, well, I need to improve this. Mm -hmm. There's a million other ways to improve uh, in general in the sport. Uh, I mean, I, I think people get lost. I mean, our sport is numbers, but like people get lost in the numbers. Well, There's we, a lot more shit you can improve at. Yeah. We, we talked about in our, when we talked about meat attempt selection, um, we had 21 lifters at nationals and 20 of which hit a PR in something. Yeah. The squat, bench, dead, or total. Um, when you think about that, that means, you know, almost everyone did something they've never done before. You know, they, did, they improved. They clearly improved. Um, and the only one that didn't came in second in the country. So, like, we played the game to make sure she, 
she got that positioning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and A-Leg had an injury, so it was a little bit different. But, like, so she didn't hit a PR on anything. But, but she came in second in the country. Which is a PR in place. Correct. So she got deal. something. There you go. You um, but, it, you know, I think we... I mean, only one person could be second in the country. But True. also, <laughs> I would even say that, like, stuff's like, all oh, life PR, like, that's stupid. But, like, that's your first time at a big national event. You get yeah. a ton of experience. Yeah. Don't discredit that. Right. And because I, that's, that pays off. Well. If I, like, yes, all the work I've done in here has paid off. Everything I've done, you know, uh, out of me has paid off, but, like, people I've met, experience I've gotten, like, you know, has paid off equally as much as the training I've done in here. And, uh, well, I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's always something where I think if you talk to a lot of our people right after they competed, a lot of people were not happy with their numbers because they wanted more, which is great. You should want more, but you should also be happy with your improvement. So there's that line of... <coughs> you're proud of what you've worked for and what you've achieved, but you still want to do more. Yeah. Um, I think too many times it's, it's it just, if you didn't hit the big, big numbers, it's looked at as a failure. Uh, I, we need to break away from that mindset a little bit, but like we just said, like using you as an example, like we, we had you bench a lot less uh, in the last cycle and you PR'd your bench in a bench only meet, you PR'd your bench in a, in a full bench, in a full meet. Mm -hmm. Um, while benching significantly less than you normally do, mm -hmm. but also had your best squat and deadlift in meets, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a million, and if I look at it, like my goal was to manage stress and not let like of being, of coaching all week with you and like warming up everybody. And my goal was, seemed modest to people, but that was by I told everybody, like, how'd you make it? I'm like, well, I did well and I hit my goal of doing well while managing a ton of other stress. Like, that meant the most to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people, I think that that's not gonna be the same for everyone, but like, learn to appreciate something that you are improving at mm -hmm. that isn't the weight on your back. But you've been powerlifting for a while, right? So, uh, when it comes to the goal of being like, able to handle the stress, mm -hmm. is definitely something that comes from experience on having meets that didn't go as well as you thought right. or not feeling as great right. versus someone who's just in the game who like just started competing and you know at local meets there's not a lot of competition they start winning and right. start competing so now it's just a pursuit for numbers and because they're the winning is so like tangible. immediate yeah right and like tangible it's like i have to win every time i have yeah. to get big numbers yeah. it's like yeah keep going keep doing that but also, like, if you, you're sort of like a flare, right? It's really cool at first, but then it just burns out if you yeah. don't train properly. Which if comes back to our point of, like, setting a long-term yeah, plan. Yeah, you have to have a set long-term understanding. Like, if I want to play, if I want to be part of this sport and play the game right, and if I want to be a champion later on, right, you have to focus on sort of what you can accomplish now right. to get there right. versus having all just, I mean, I want to win too, <laughs> right? But like you said, like there's, there's a million things that you can, that you can work at to get better um, and to hit those bigger numbers. So it might be just something as simple as like, oh, I need stronger triceps. So like, oh, I'm going to hit more triceps up and get stronger on that. And like, that's a goal. 
like your goals to get and like and that goal will carry over to benching more weight which will carry over to having a bigger total which will carry over to winning more meets so also like looking cooler looking cooler fill out your shirts um and i think i think people need to understand that like stepping stone of like each thing is having an effect on something else which is having an effect on something else which will lead to something better these these bigger goals um I'm going to use Aaron again as an example. Aaron, um, after the last Nationals, decided to cut a weight class. So we, Aaron dropped around 30 pounds and uh, did regionals after about a 30-pound weight cut. And um, the numbers of his new body weight weren't uh, what we were hoping for. Um, so we trained the rest of his, uh, but qualified for Nationals, uh, trained at that body weight for the rest of the time for Nationals. Uh, Aaron had a 40 kilo or 88 pound total PR from his last meet at this body weight. That's insane. Um, but he knew that it was going to take a while because he dropped the whole weight class. But then when you look at his numbers from last year to this year, while weighing 30, like 31 pounds less, he actually only totaled five pounds less than he did last year. And Aaron's one of the best ones we have at looking long-term of not being like, Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this right now, yeah. um, and that, and that's been good. Aaron had a big deadlift four or five years ago. He pulled six twenty-two, I think, in uh, Scranton, um, and his deadlift has been uh, pretty stagnant since then, uh, up and down with a couple different changes. He just recently switched to sumo, but at that meet, I think he probably, I think he benched like three fourteen. He just hit a fifty pound, you know, fifty pounds up in his bench from that. I think he only squatted like. 446 then he just squatted 518 um so he's been good about that of like all right just keep chipping away and these numbers are going to fall and um you know we had a couple guys that just that hit big goals and you went over 1400 for the first time right yeah. um mark that was only six but like that's my previous total pr was like 1396 but like my goal was like break 1400 it's six pounds it's easily achievable but like that was my goal and it's not like right mark mark for the mark's a great lifter mark just went over just mark just hit 1600 for the first time um aaron's like just under 1500 that's been a goal i know he's had for a while he's going to get that very soon um but they've been like you guys have been chipping away at it even though i knew like i I knew mark's (coughs) goal was 1600 like he wanted that 1600 and it's been a little while but now he got it like he kept working at it i know you wanted over 1400 and we had a couple meets where like if things played a little bit differently, you probably would have had it earlier. Yeah. But now you had, what you total this year, 1436? Yep. So we were shooting for 1400 and we got 36 extra pounds. Like, that, that's, that's huge. That's like, it, your outlook could really dramatically affect how you perceived all the work you did, like how it paid off and how you go into the next cycle. So like, I had a huge PR and I'm gonna like chip at it away for the next meet, but like, I've seen people think like, well, I didn't hit like, I was like five pounds off my big goal. I was like, all right, well then make that your goal for next year. Like yeah. smash that. Like it's not everyone's, it shouldn't be, like everyone's goal is not going to be the same. How they look, everything's not going to be the same. But I mean, make it healthy at least. Which one's my camp? This one? To health. That, that's, there. This, this both one? of them are yours. Both? Okay. 
do you want to achieve your goals? <laughs> we online coach. Visit teamgpt.com. See, always. And that's probably a good way to end it. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right.